everyone. Welcome to Soulmates Podcast. I'm Emily. And I'm Rachel. Today we're going to be talking about some gender non-conforming and queer K-pop idols. Woo! There are not that many of them. <laughs> For a grand total of four. We're going to be highlighting four. <laughs> there are more than four, but these are the four that we're going to highlight. Not all of these gender non-conforming idols are queer. Yeah. They're not all queer. Some are. There is some overlap. Yes. So, thought we would make a broad statement about that. Yeah, just because they are not conforming to their specific gender standards does not mean that they are gay, essentially. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, we actually wanted to do this episode because of the K-pop roundup. Yes. Where a new group debuted called uh, Lollery, and it was a girl group with a male member. Yes. Male so, member. <laughs> <laughs> so, this member of Lollery is Eddie Valencia, and he is actually the leader of the group, the main rapper, and the main dancer. Eddie was born on December 20th, 1998. Baby. So, he's baby. But he is openly gay, and upon their debut, he became the first openly gay K-pop group member in the K-pop industry. There have been some other solo artists, but he is the first in a group. Yes. Very exciting. Lollery debuted with their song, Lollery. Let's listen to that very quickly. So Eddie is actually American. He is Latino American. Yes. And he is a K-pop fan himself. He's a really big fan of Red Velvet, and his nickname is Red Flavor because of how much he stands Red Velvet, which, same. Which we identify with, yes. Yeah, he actually was discovered on a reality competition show called Under 19, which is a show on NBC for idol hopefuls who are all under 19 years of age. So very young people. He was discovered on this reality show. And he was able to, like, get signed and debut in a group. Yeah, so he definitely worked hard to be where he is at today. So it says on his profile that his favorite food is duck galbi, which is basically spicy stir-fried chicken. <laughs> and that sounds pretty good. And it's it's clear that he is trying to integrate himself into South Korean culture, or at least identify with it in some way, being that he's now part of a South Korean girl group. Is it a girl group, or are we going to call this a co-ed group? I really feel like it should be called a co-ed group, because yeah. even if it's just one member, I would still consider it co-ed. Like Sunny Hill. Yeah. It was all girls and one boy. It was the yep. same thing. Just like this. Yeah. So, co-ed group. So, obviously, they're going for a girl group aesthetic, because Eddie wears makeup and mm -hmm. is wearing flamboyant clothing and, like, yeah. is very into fashion. It's aesthetically a girl group, but let's not forget, this is a co-ed group. Yeah, like, just because you brought up Sunny Hill, like, with Sunny Hill, it was very obvious that there was a dude in mm -hmm. their group. Like, he wore gender-conforming clothes, and it was modeled in such a way that you could obviously pick him out of the group as the dude in the group. It was like a sore thumb. <laughs> Whereas with Eddie, I didn't even realize it was Eddie, like, that it was a that it was a guy in the group until he turned around. And I was like, oh, because, you know, like, it, it's not like a lot of K-pop 
girl idols have significant breast tissue. <laughs> so I just assumed it was someone with not a lot of breast tissue <laughs> dancing around, which is completely fine. But I didn't really notice it until I saw his face. Yeah. Which has male features. I feel like that's really the big difference is that they're going for like sassy girl group who just happens to have like a sassy gay man. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, So I'm like super excited. I hope that they release an EP soon so we could really hear what they sound like. A lot of times debut songs, they can be really good, but they also are like a little safe. Yeah. Very safe. So we're hoping to hear some, some interesting things and, I'm so excited to see, like, the choreography that they could come up with. And... Yeah, because it seemed like a lot of the stuff in Lollery's dance music video, it was a lot of Eddie in the center because he is the main dancer and he's really good at dancing. So I'm interested to see what they'll do with that as well. I do want to point out, however, that I feel like it was probably easier for Eddie to join that group as an openly gay member just because... It's not great or perfect in America, but it's a little bit more accepted here to be openly gay and out than it is in South Korea. So I really hope that encourages South Korean members of groups to come out. But I understand if there is still some hesitation there because Eddie is not South Korean. Eddie is American. Mm -hmm. So, And I'm speaking for both North and South America. Let's move on to our next idol who I have a lot of feelings about. And I think a lot of people have a lot of feelings about her. We, of course, are talking about Amber, formerly of FX. She is now completely solo. Kind of sad about that. So Amber is known kind of as the quintessential androgynous tomboy girl group member. Yes. She is very androgynous. She has, like, her arms are covered in tattoos. She wears male clothing. Mm -hmm. Her makeup is very sparse. You know, it's mostly like skincare stuff. Mm -hmm. It's not like she's wearing a ton of eyeliner or lipstick. Um, Even when they were really pushing for like a more femme image for her during Electric Shock, she was still androgynous. Yeah, she still kept to her guns about her image. And I really think if she was not the first androgynous person in a girl group. She was definitely the most popular. Mm-hmm. There was even a, a girl group at one time, GI, that was composed entirely of androgynous girls. That did not fly. But Amber, I would say, is the most popular androgynous girl in a girl group so far in the Korean music industry history. She debuted with FX as their rapper in 2009, and this year, 2019, she left. And now she's exclusively with Steel Wool Entertainment for worldwide label and management. Just as a side note, I think Amber is really talented and her making this move is smart because they have been, and by they I mean SM, has been stagnant on FX doing anything. Mm -hmm. So I think this was the correct move for her. On a lighter note, on all of her social media, her nickname is Llama. Yeah, and she has two of the most adorable chihuahuas ever. Yes. They're really cute. I follow the Chihuahuas' Instagrams also. (laughs) I mean, she's super talented. She can rap. She can sing. She plays the guitar and the drums. And she's, like, a really good dancer. Yeah. She's really, really talented. She speaks English, Mandarin, and Korean. She is Taiwanese-American. 
She's from California originally. Her favorite food is dukboki, which is basically like a soft rice cake covered in like a sweet spicy sauce. It's actually pretty good. <laughs> um, if you can handle the heat, it's really good. <laughs> She's never publicly stated that she is queer. And I definitely understand not commenting on that. There is speculation, of course, because she is an androgynous female. There is always speculation. Specifically that she is bisexual. Um, she said that her celebrity crushes are Tori Kelly, Hikaru Yutada, and Chris Evans. So yeah. that's why there is the speculation. On another side note, I completely understand why she would maybe not want to broadcast her sexuality ever. It is commendable to artists and actors and whoever else is in the public eye to broadcast her sexuality as a way to be a point of reference or a role model for young people, but that's entirely up to you, and some people just don't want anybody to know, and that's completely fine to keep that part of your personal life personal, in my personal opinion. And, I mean, despite the fact that she has never commented on her personal sexuality, she's still an open advocate for the LGBTQ community, so... Yeah, and even her presence is validating to people that want to be androgynous. Before I had come to terms with my sexuality, I was very drawn to Amber, and I was just, like, sweating about it. It all makes sense now. It all makes sense. Well, I just loved Amber so much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know that a lot of people look to her as, like, their first kind of girl crush. I hate that term, but... yeah. Just to comment on maybe some of your confusion, like, I feel like a lot of times in media, it's like, well, if the girl dresses like a boy, that just means you like boys. When, no, that's no. not the case at all, and gender is a lot more complex than that. So, I completely get it, and if you out there, listener, are struggling with your sexuality, just know that you can take as much time as you want, and as much thinking through as you want to do. Don't let what society says dictate how you feel about yourself. And if it takes you time to figure it out, it takes you time to figure it out. And your sexuality is your own, and it doesn't have to be broadcast to anyone else. It's nope. just for you. So you are more than welcome to take your time. And if you don't know what your sexuality is, that's okay, too. Yep. Totally We've all fine. Been there. Yep. So that's been a PSA from Soulmates. <laughs> <laughs> what are some of your favorite Amber songs? Her first solo debut was Shake That Brass. Let's listen to that. Shake That Brass. And, oh gosh, what was her collaboration with Luna? Lower. Lower, oh, yes. So good. Let's move along to our next idol. So our next idol is Lee Hong Ki of FT Island. He is the lead singer of FT Island, which happens to be a K-pop band, yes. which I think is really cool. And we've covered them many times before Yes, when we talk about K-pop bands, because we like them. They are a literal boy band. Yes. Everyone plays their own instrument, and they're really singing. They don't do any dancing because they're playing instruments. Right. <laughs> you get it. Yeah. FT Island debuted in 2007. Over the years, Lee Hong Ki has made it very apparent that he 
absolutely loves nail art. Nail polish designs, nail stencils, mm-hmm. nail stickers. He loves it. And because he's, like, the lead singer and he's grabbing microphones, there's often close-ups of his hands, and you can see they blinked out. He enjoys nail art so much that in 2013, he actually released a book, Lee Hong-Ki Nail Book, in Korea and Japan with help from nail artist Kim Soo-jung, and it contains an entire book of nail art and how-tos. He is a straight man who just happens to enjoy nail art. Still, this is gender non-conforming, especially for Korea. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And I just feel like the first, it says here that the first time he got nail art was by force. And he thought, why do men need nail art? And was satisfied with just simply caring for his nails. Uh, but he slowly fell in love with the charm of nail art. Like, let men enjoy things. Yeah. Just because someone wants to adorn their nails with, like, art doesn't make them gay. It doesn't make them a woman. Like, I just let men enjoy traditionally, quote-unquote, feminine things and don't assume things about them. I'm going to read a quote from him. I want to break the stereotype that it's weird for men to get nail art. I also wanted to show my own know-hows. I think that's why I decided to write a book. At first I thought, who would buy this book? But I'm happy that people are liking it. And it actually sold really, really well. Yeah, I mean, people love just the idea of that as letting somebody that is a man get into a, again, quote-unquote, feminine thing. It's exciting, and it's not seen a lot. And I'm sure there were a lot of men that were like, yeah, I want to try that and not be shamed about it. I just feel like it's so ridiculous. It even goes down to hygiene and stuff in North America. Like, Mm -hmm. men are like, I don't want to clean my nails. Like, it's gross. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I I don't understand. If you want to paint your nails a color, put a bunch of shit on them, like, that is up to you. And it doesn't make you any less of a man. Just like me with my gross-ass fingernails right now, this doesn't make me a man. So here's another quote from an interview where he was talking about the nail art book. It felt really weird at first, but for our song Hello Hello, I went out with nail art on my nails and I realized it would add a nice point to our style. I think that's when I officially started getting into nail art. Now, it's a part of me that I can't leave behind. It's awesome that he has adopted that as part of his, like, onstage persona and his personality. It is just like putting on makeup for stage. Yeah. And everyone, I just want you to know that, like, your favorite male celebrities all wear makeup. Yep, every single one of them. They're all wearing that BB cream. Yep. (laughs) And defining their brows and contour. Mm -hmm. It's there. Mm -hmm. So just to round out our talk about FT Island, we're going to listen to the song Summer Night's Dream. We're going to cover our final idol, Ren, and he is from Newest. Ren is his stage name. His birth name is Choi Min Ki, and he is the vocalist and the youngest member of Newest. Newest is a group that actually debuted all the way back in 2012, which makes me feel really old. They are kind of known for just, I, I want to say, like being kind of a generic boy band. Like, there's nothing I can really think of that breaks Newest apart from any other group. Except for the existence of Ren. 
<laughs> I think they're known for being pretty boys. Okay. That's a lot of them, though. Yeah. <laughs> I'll fight. I'll fucking fight. Yeah. <laughs> Ren was actually a contestant on Produce 101, which I'm guessing is how he got on to New West. Yeah, so Produce 101 is another reality competition show where they basically... It's basically an idol factory. Nice. That, that's the show. Yeah. Um, he was on that before he got into Newest. He's originally from Busan, and he's actually a really, really big fan of Lady Gaga, which I thought was cute. Yeah, that is really cute. When he had long, luxurious hair, he modeled skirts and dresses for a gender-neutral Chinese shopping mall called VIP Shop. So Ren shared the photos from this photo shoot on Twitter and Instagram in 2016, and um, the caption was, Am I a boy or a girl? I am a man. Fashion makes a person and its impression. He went out and he was like, yes, I'm wearing like a skirt and a dress. I'm still a man. Yeah. Clothing is clothing. Your gender remains whatever you decide it is. <laughs> In another one of the Instagram posts, he wrote, I'm so happy for the product cooperation, especially wore skirts as a meaning of anticipating the summer arrival. So it's not like someone forced him into it. He wanted to wear this clothing. Yeah, and I completely understand someone wanting to wear a skirt in the summer instead of pants. Men wear kilts. It's the same thing, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's a skirt. A, a kilt is not a skirt! <laughs> it's a skirt. It's a skirt, y'all. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's just another uh, example of someone wearing gender non-conforming clothing and, and kind of having a big middle finger to the thought of fashion as a gendered thing. So I thought that was cool. He is very, very, very pretty. I've seen pictures of him. He has since uh, cut his hair, I believe, but I have seen pictures of him with his long hair. It is beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> very shiny. Straight up. <laughs> and, like, he did get flack for it. Like, people are rude about it, but, you know, he kept doing his thing. He's still in the band. He's still gorgeous. Like, Yeah, it's like, haters gonna hate, but all right. Hasn't really affected New West at all. No, and, like, he's a model. He got money for that. What did you get? Nothing. You know? <laughs> Just bitterness in your soul. That's yeah. all you got. I gotta give props to him. In America, it's it's a little different. But still, if a well-known male celebrity started mm -hmm. doing that, who's, like, not Jaden Smith, <laughs> yeah, they would get a lot of crap. Mm -hmm. Traditionally, like, someone, let's say, like, Chris Evans... Grew his hair out and modeled skirts and dresses, which I totally think he would do, by the way. <laughs> but if he did that, there's no way he wouldn't get shit for it. Yeah. No way. Even in North America, like, no way he wouldn't get shit for that. And it's just so disappointing because people should be able to express themselves how they want through their outer appearance and not get shit for it or have things assumed about them. But yet it happens all the time. Let's finish this with Bet Bet, which is a song from Newest. I really like that song. That was a good song. I just want to conclude this by making it very clear to everyone that gender, gender expression, and sexuality are three separate things. And sometimes they overlap, and sometimes they don't. Yep. And everyone has their own, and it's totally cool. We should be more open-minded towards gender non-conforming people. Yes, or just gender non-conformance as a concept. Yeah. And supporting the artists and groups that have gender non-conforming people in them. Because 
I can tell you right now that the success of Lollary is being examined thoroughly by South Korean executives. I can tell you that for sure. Because one thing that matters more than societal norms to a capitalist society is money. And if Lollary does well because of Eddie, and Eddie being in there does not impact their bottom line, that is going to be noticed. In essence, put your money where your mouth is, support Lollary, give them views on YouTube, support what they come out with next, and that's all I can really say. Let's finish this episode with our weekly K-pop recommendations. My weekly K-pop recommendation is No Air by The Boys with a Z. My weekly K-pop recommendation is Tarn Taligra by Zaya Junsu. Another kind of gender non-conforming person. Yes. Guys, thank you so much for listening to this episode. You can find Soulmates Podcast on Facebook, facebook.com slash soulmatespodcast. You can find us on Tumblr at soulmatespodcast.tumblr.com. Find us on Instagram at soulmatespodcast. Find us on YouTube at soulmatespodcast. Send us an email at soulmatespodcast at gmail.com. You can listen to our podcast on many, if not all, of the popular podcast listening platforms. And if you like this episode, consider donating to us on coffee.com. The link is on our Facebook page. Guys, have a great week, and we'll see you next Friday. Bye! Bye!